The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to the segment on CTN. To all our listeners, Happy New Year 2017. To learn more about uh, our show and more details, go to ciotalknetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter and look for this show as hashtag leadership. The topic today is CIO Agenda 2017, and I have uh, with me Peter Gerges, who is the Chief Information Officer and Vice President for uh, IT at Dunn Edwards Corporation. Hi, Peter. Happy New Year again to you. Hello, Sanjo. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah, so with all the positive vibes flowing, we thought it's a good idea for us to see what happened. I mean, not exactly a recap, but essentially what all did we accomplish in 2016 and how we're going to build upon that in uh, 2017 and where are we going with our organizations. External mindset in terms of outside in thinking is important for us. The partners are becoming more and more important to us. We spoke about IoT, we spoke about digital transformation, security, you name it. They were, they were the ones uh, hot, they were the hot topics in 2016. So let's talk 2017, uh, but before that, how about talking a little bit more about the challenges and trends that you saw, which kept you up at night or gave you the thrill of lifetime? Great. Yeah, I, th- I think you hit upon the, the major ones there. The, in addition to uh, AI and machine learning, which are certainly a big part of uh, how we need to think and how we need to prepare, uh, yeah, top of mind, uh, heading, you know, heading into or out of 2016 and into 2017 is, uh, for, for us, is security. And, and it's such a, uh, a dynamic landscape. I mean, when, when you talk about uh, the existing technology and, and what you've got in place in terms of hardware and software, and the need to, across all of these technologies, uh, understand it and how it's changing and uh, have an internal and external competency. So finding uh, the staff internally that, that has to get up to speed on it and the right partners uh, is also a challenge. So uh, working your way through all of these, uh, uh, this entire security landscape, and that's just one piece of it, and when you talk about uh, IoT and digital transformation, it's the same concept. Essentially, you're looking at a, 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 an extremely fast-moving uh, pace of change, a resource pool that's trying to keep up with it, a business that's trying to keep up and get ahead of it, and you're you're uh, trying to you know learn all of this along the way. <laughs> so it makes it quite challenging, certainly. So people say when you're doing any kind of transformation that before it gets better, it's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. So has the ugliness passed us, and now we are in for the sunny days? 
No, not not quite. Uh, at least from my perspective, I, I see that uh, certainly the ugliness and uh, the thrill. Right? Uh, we've got to remember, hey, this is something that that is is really from a technology perspective quite exciting. Right? I mean, we are getting the opportunity to uh, transform businesses through the work that we know and love. Right? And and that's a very exciting thing. So I, by no means are we uh, kind of on the sunny side at this point. We've, we've got a lot of work ahead of us and hopefully a lot of investment as well. Now, coming to the, the overall organizational uh, changes, would you say, or, or I'd say um, the roles that we have introduced. You talk chief digital officer, chief data officer, of course, security officer is there, technology officer is there. So CIO definitely, it looks like, is being uh, understood not as as a one or like a Swiss Army knife. So they they understood that the person has a role to play, or that role has a specific significance. And with this other peripheral, I would not call them peripheral, but actually integral role to how you want to handle data and information. What now is the ask? First of all, is there a relief now for CIO because these roles have come or it has, in fact, created uh, complexity? And secondly, if at all it has given the relief or it's divided the responsibility, what is the ask from the CIO now? So it, it, it all uh, it depends on size of the organization. So it really varies. Uh, you know, Certainly, if you're in a large enterprise organization and there's the need and uh, the financial backing to have uh, these various uh, CX roles that that's that's great and that works, uh, but in some cases it's not. And, and certainly in my organization, the, the, you can think of uh, a CIO still being more or less a Swiss Army knife and working with the various level uh, heads of other functions, whether it's uh, CMO or COO, etc., to make it happen. Uh, in in uh, organizations where there is that uh, need and they've created those roles. It adds a different level of complexity. In other words, uh, yes, you, you have a further defined role or a very specific role as a CIO to ensure your infrastructure is there, the resources are there to work and support these initiatives. Uh, but then there's the, the in some cases, uh, more politics at play in terms of uh, you know who's running what and, and how it's being run and, and when and, and all of these other pieces and working with external partners and how does the CIO do that. So I would say all of these things are still a work in progress, depending on where you sit and which organization you're in. It just adds different levels of complexity that you have to deal with, but none of it being easy. And so would you be changing your mindset? Because as a leader, people look up to you. And as different situations come, they see how are you going to react, and they are, they are watching you. So, of course, 2016 introduced a few new trends. Or I would not say they were new in 2016, but they became mainstream, like you talk IoT, you talk about uh, digital transformation. And now going forward, there may be something new, as you said, like AI and machine learning or, or, or working with machines side by side. So where is your mindset as a leader for you to be ready? I mean, have you been working out mentally in order for you to get ready for 2017? Because number one, it's going to scale. And number two, it will get ugly and or complex at places before it's going to get better. Right. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I, and and certainly from a leadership perspective, my mindset is to really understand uh, wh- where our business should and needs to be. And, and in some cases, the business leaders don't 
uh, have that uh, solid of a vision. So it's a, it's a matter of working with them and and uh, and articulating with them. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, recently in in one of our annual tactical meetings, uh, it was suggested that we replicate a model that uh, was being rolled out by another uh, competitor or so. And and when I saw that, I it was clear to me, hey, I, this is something this particular model platform was something I had brought to the table or we as an IT organization a year or two in advance. So in a lot of cases, uh, the the business is starting to catch up with technology. And, and it sounds strange, but in, in, a, in our technology role, we've seen a lot of these things coming. We've been talking about digital transformation for some time now, but it appears to me that in, in a lot of cases, uh, the business leadership was not quite grasping it and now is and now clamoring for it. So for me, my mindset in 2017 is the same as it has been and historically is I, I see where these technologies enable business. I, I see where our resources need to be positioned to enable it. And now I feel like I'm getting uh, much more support and recognition that this this has to happen. So it's a good thing. Uh, and, and in some cases, I say uh, our functional leaders are playing catch-up. So this is a good news that you have the support because typically when you ask people about the barriers they may mm-hmm. uh, perceived or they see as real in terms of uh, the challenges they would pose uh, to meet that agenda of growth and profitability and innovation, it seems like resources are made available. But then what other type of changes in the environment that you see may be happening or the approach that the solution provider vendors are taking or we are taking in terms of using technology, which could undermine your, your, your agenda, if you will. The, the, uh, Given that there is this kind of clamoring for technology in the organization, there is a danger in that various silos or functions within your organization start building up these shadow IT uh, types of models. And, and, and that, to me, is something that, that's not necessary. It's inevitable, right? I think we recognize that uh, technology is touching everyone now, and everyone feels as though that they're you know, kind of a, a mini-IT uh, leader or something like this, even if you sit in sales or operations or so on. But I think from a CIO's perspective in the IT organization, you have to recognize that that, that is reality. It is reality that there will be other tools brought into your organization, and, and you need to uh, encourage it uh, to, to the best of your ability to say, hey, if, if you're going to leverage this for the benefit of the business, we'd like to understand it. So by encouraging it, you also partner uh, with those various, uh, let's say, subject matter experts uh, to leverage technology and hopefully enhance your role in IT for the business. If you, if, if an example is we, we've had someone recently in sales and operations planning outside of IT develop a reporting solution that was deployed to the sales force that was very well received. Now, in that case, historically, an IT leader may be defensive and say you can't do that and, and this is shadow IT, but I think more and more uh, you have to encourage it and partner with these resources to make it effective for the organization. So as you were saying that you know the shadow IT risk is there because the, the use of IT or the intent to procure IT independently without really uh, talking to the central 
so-called supporting entity, which is the corporate IT, is going to increase risk. It also uh, is being justified because it, it increases the agility for a department to move forward. So this has been an age-old battle, if you will. Every time when you talk to people, they say, yes, I want to stop rogue IT, but I don't want to come across as no people. Right. I want to be able to say the right thing. So now this this is an age-old battle. So would you say that given we are moving forward in this newer environment, are you going to fundamentally, because New Year is a turning point, like mm-hmm. even if, if it is uh, perceived to be a turning point, how about, you coming up with a way by which you say, okay, I accept you're going to go and do something and put this behind you and not think as, as a rogue IT and come up with something creative which will allow that agility to develop without uh, undermining what the predictability or stability that corporate IT brings. Can you think that 2017 can be a solution here for that age-old problem? Yes, I, that's exactly what we what we would like to do, and that is our intent. Now, uh, it, it takes it has taken time to, especially within my own team, to uh, convince them of this approach and not say, "Oh, this individual or this group of individuals need to be a part of the IT team." But it's these folks have a a. Uh, a direct access to their business partners. They understand a lot of the things and have relationships that we may not, and we need to establish those relationships with, let's call it the rogue or shadow IT group, to effectively support the organization. And, and I, we have a success to support that, and we'll continue that. Now, as long as what we've done is call it out, call it what it is, in some cases, shadow IT, uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek in some sense, but over time, more of a partnership. And this year in 2017, uh, you know, I have actually gone to the, the leader of that organization and said, hey, this is what we plan to do. I support this, and uh, let's partner and make it work effectively together. So that's absolutely our commitment. And I think across other organizations, it, it's – I agree with you that it's historically been an age-old challenge, but this, uh, with with the pace of technology and the access of technology, it's becoming much more of an issue that needs to be effectively addressed. Let's take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back, and let's talk about a couple of uh, newer paradigms or, or mega trends that got introduced a couple of years ago, 2016 was a big year for IoT, which it came out of the labs and actually started getting some mainstream adoption. Yes, people have played with it. People are still playing with it or identifying use cases, but there's quite a bit of moment there. Let's talk when we come back about uh, as we go and move into uh, 2017, what are some of the ways different industry CIOs would be thinking of leveraging IoT in, in innovative and uh, innovative ways and also find ways to improve what they currently have so that there is a value that is delivered from it versus it just being a cool thing to have. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. 
Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, IoT, uh, it's going mainstream, a uh, big way, and uh, you have different use cases and applications people are coming out with that amazes us. What's in store for you? We, uh, we agree uh, that the technology is advanced and the cost is such that uh, it allows for you know, smaller deployments, even for you know, uh, small to mid-sized enterprise uh, you know, organizations to adopt. And so from our perspective, we, we spent a lot of 2016 identifying uh, some use cases. Uh, some, a couple of uh, projects have been approved to proceed and the technologies have been identified to leverage them. So we're looking forward to 2017 to, to start executing on a couple of these projects and demonstrate the value uh, to the organization. And, and once again, it's not we, – we don't look at it uh, from a standpoint of, hey, IoT, and this is the cool thing to do, but it's more – a continuation of our transformation to more automation and, and leveraging uh, technology to reduce manual intervention and, and uh, increase efficiency. So a lot said there, Sanjog, but th- that's kind of where we're headed in 2017. So uh, when you talk about digital, that is something which is essentially the underpinning for most organizations today, at least the way they started using digital. And when I say digital, not just taking something online, which has happened decades ago, but here you're fundamentally rethinking your business in, 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 in the way that the digital side of connection with the customer, with the partners, or even internally is going to fundamentally shift the way you executed on um, a project or delivered a service, but also by the virtue of going digital, you're able to identify some some ways of doing business which will even create new revenue streams. So, so when you look at that and, and uh, look at your 2016 or prior years, in 2017, are you thinking of 
redefining or rediscovering the business areas which would bring you more revenue or digital is another fad or, or something which is a tool which has been used uh, used to build just a better mousetrap? Uh, no, more more the former, and uh, the the stretch will be to uh, you know to increase revenue. I, I believe our primary focus, at least, is to improve customer satisfaction and make it easier to do business with our organization. And and from that, you could make the uh, statement that yes, that will increase revenue. But our primary focus is to leverage the tools and the technologies to improve our business process such that we will, let's say, notify a customer immediately upon uh, order uh, placement, upon the, the status of their orders, uh, trigger a notification as to when we project it to be done, when it's done, whether it's a delivery or not a delivery, all of these trigger points and alerts and interaction uh, and engagement with the customers where we're focused. And we believe that's going to improve the experience for the customer. Now, ultimately, I agree with you, that should uh, drive increased revenue over time as customers find it easier to do business with our organization versus our competitors, and uh, we you know, increase their efficiencies in their own businesses. Uh, that, that's ultimately what we would like to see. And when you're looking at your um, approach to the analytics, because I know analytics has been used forever. Now you have newer capabilities available. You can even do your whole analytics with unlimited, literally, virtually unlimited uh, capability or capacity. So you could have real-time decisions and other things that are going on. Are you thinking of leveraging those even more or in different ways this year? Or is this something that's already taken care of and then life is good? No, this is a similar strategy. We, we, we have uh, a lot to work on. We're classic, uh, and you'll find most organizations today uh, have reporting capabilities. And that it's different than uh, this concept of analytics where you're able to find data and information that may not necessarily come out in a static report that's uh, data is uploaded nightly and reports are published daily. You know, that, that's a classic reporting organization. So for us, we're somewhere in that world and, and in the process of shifting and, and evaluating tools that get us to more of that analytics type of uh, competency. And, and with, with that, similar to IoT and similar to security, comes a different skill. Uh, and a different mindset and different partners. So uh, those, analytics is a big thing for us that we've got budgeted in 2017. Uh, we're evaluating a partner uh, to help us with that and, and looking at identifying what exactly do you want to get out of it because that's the big question. For organizations that are used to saying, okay, here's my daily sales, but now you want to shift to here's more my hourly sales, and here's the products that this per particular customer in this particular city is buying, but not here and not now, and why. These are the types of uh, uh, analytics that you want to get to, and that's where I spoke to earlier around AI and machine learning, where you really find the right tool set and the right internal resources to help you build those those technologies. With us connecting literally everything with each other through IoT. Then we have digital 
that's going on. And then you're providing analytics, which in a way gives out some um, business secrets and put it out in the open or ways by which you can create your competitive strengths in the open. All of that also have a dark side, which is around security. You're making your organization vulnerable and you're not trying to do it deliberately, just as becoming like that because people, if they have a, 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 a appropriate analytics available, then they have a connection to a machine which if someone can hack into or other types of service delivery that you're doing through digital, if that is compromised, guess what's going to happen to an organization? So while you go full throttle on, on these areas, what are you doing for security? Yes, security is, is also a, a parallel topic. Uh, and there, there are many facets of it, certainly. But, uh, we're heavily invested in, in uh, managing and upgrading our security as we speak. Uh, everything from endpoints to uh, data center to network and everything in between is is constantly under uh, uh, upgrade. Uh, so we've we've taken the approach of moving towards a more uh, integrated end-to-end security model. Uh, we we take a conservative approach in, in how both we architect uh, the solution and how we deliver uh, 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 the uh, data. So in this case, for, from a reporting perspective, we go to pretty great lengths to make sure that, one, the user has the right uh, security on their device and is only able to access uh, very specific uh, data to them and in a specific way. Uh, than probably most organizations. I think that, that we take it very seriously, and, and although being a mid-sized company, recognize that you know, we, we still have information that we want to retain, and, and it's, just a cult, it's part of the culture of our organization to be very conservative in how we uh, create and disseminate information. But I, I will say this, that, uh, you know, no, as we all know, no organization is uh, fully secure, uh, especially with the changing landscape and the changing security technology. It, it's just very difficult to keep pace. That's all. So whatever you've done with security, have you created a benchmark or is it something that you uh, played by the year as the, the vulnerabilities show up and then you react to it? Uh, somewhere in between. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say that, uh, you know, given our, our uh, lean team and uh, technology infrastructure that we're, we're, we've created those benchmarks. But in, in some cases, we, you know, given that we're governed by PCI and a retail environment, we, we adhere to those uh, policies. So those are kind of our benchmarks. And uh, we you know, we we have a procedure where we report on it daily and weekly, and what's going on to the best of our abilities. Our, the challenge with with our organization and others is is really the tools that are in place, and the amount of alerts that you're getting, and and uh, uh, the milestones that you have. Um, you have to have better exception reporting, and I think that's where it comes down to: is uh, your resources can only monitor so much. So you. You know, we're trying to figure out the best way to run these exception reports and build these baselines and manage to those, but we're not there yet. So in terms of the mindset of the organization, they want you to grow uh, avenues where you could get revenue, but when it comes to security, it's a lean team. 
what's on your mind going forward? And what do you think people like yourself who are in similar positions should be doing so that, you know, of course, the, there's a tendency of the management to say, okay, show me the money, but also mm-hmm. don't make me lose money. Right. How do you make sure that both voices are equally heard? And and so the, the question of resources is not a question when it comes to even security, because you could have a, a zero-sum game if on one hand you use all the digital and, and other type of transformation to bring revenue opportunities, but you more, more than compromise the, the organization and does have undermining effect or cannibalizing effect because of security issues. What are you thinking and doing because, uh, related to that? Well, you, you know, even from an IT perspective, let alone the business side, the, the digital transformation and all the uh, other good stuff is, is a lot of fun. The security has is, is got to happen. And I, I believe now more than other, other, similar to my previous comments around leadership, understanding technology more and, and, and uh, clamoring for it more, that security is also top of mind and, and relevant. And I think these security firms have done a good job of, of emphasizing that uh, both internal to IT and external. So I don't want to sound like, hey, we've, we've undersold our security resourcing but but I will say that we, from my perspective and other IT leaders, the ideal would be to, to somehow f- uh, find good partners that will help your organizations uh, economically manage security. In other words, have the right skill sets and the right tools and monitoring such that you can have a hybrid internal-external model that makes sense, both from a cost perspective and a, and a managed service perspective. So I really do think this is a big area to focus on managed services, to, to build those partnerships for organizations that just you know, don't have the capability to hire and retain, you know, uh, a a team of, you know, advanced security resources. It really has to be a hybrid model. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk people and culture. We have, or at least we are consciously or subconsciously developing a multi-generational, a global, a distributed workforce, which each, each segment of that, based on generation or the location, they have their mindsets, their approaches, how they kind of want to handle work. And there is something we can do to make sure that while it is responsive locally, but it is um, more, more stable and more process-oriented and more, um, I would say, unified globally. But if we are in that process and this is continuing to change in terms of new technologies being brought in or new approaches to doing business being brought in, what's on the agenda to deal with these people? Because they are the ones who are going to realize or help realize a vision, whether it's for IT or for the organization. Let's stay tuned, uh, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? 
Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So while we are being very progressive and innovative in terms of adopting different technologies or computing paradigms or, or way you do business, but frankly, we cannot be traditional in terms of handling our workforce because they themselves are not traditional anymore. They are globally distributed. They are multi-generational. They have different ways of thinking about work-life balance. So what's, what's your definition which is going to drive the type of culture which is conducive to moving forward versus uh, you know, uh, undermining what you're otherwise trying to do because they're the ones who deliver. Yeah, I, I uh, truly believe in this day and age if, if you're not getting up and excited about uh, the change in technology and, and you're an IT professional, then something's wrong. So really looking for resources who uh, take it upon themselves to uh, not only expect education from from the company and investment in their education, but but take it upon themselves to to build a network, to to reach out and and self educate. Uh, this is a, uh, I think an, a very important criteria for today's workforce, and it, uh, it not only in technology, but specifically in areas where we're we're changing so frequently. And and I'm not one of these leaders to say I'm concerned with. Uh, investing in in my employees such that hey they they'll learn these new technologies and eventually leave us i think if if that's the case that's that's fine it's uh, the the company has certainly gained an investment from the employee and hopefully the employee has as well so it's very important for me to find that level of kind of uh, uh, ingenuity and innovation in, in resources and, and uh, tap into those resources because of the nature and the demands that are placed on our organization. See, one is to find people and another is to make sure that they coexist in a healthy fashion mm-hmm. with the ones who already had. And then the same people who existed or the people who came in, they are working in a fashion where as you bring more into the organization in terms of variety, variety in terms of technology, variety in terms of the different processes or new ways you do business or new ways you serve customers. They should be ready to embrace that change 
and and maybe give you ideas how to do it better because you cannot sit at the top in the ivory tower and make this happen yourself. So is that mindset going to just happen? Or are you going to do something or along with you and your cabinet or your reportees or lieutenants to to create that mindset among the people who exist and the new people who you bring in? Right. Very challenging. Probably the, the most challenging part of my job uh, is certainly that, is to uh, co- you know, build a cohesive team and continue to operate it uh, w- with you know, a v- various degrees of both skill and uh, desire. So uh, you, you take uh, you know, folks who are, you know, let's take that old issue with COBOL and uh, eventually uh, you know, COBOL programmers were dinosaurs, basically, but a few of them did not migrate to new technologies and found themselves obsolete. And so I see that in, in you know, that, that whole kind of COBOL type of scenario playing out today, where all the COBOL programmers were replaced by SAP ABOP programmers. And today, you know, the SAP ABOP, although SAP is still very strong, find themselves in a similar position. I, I think where where I've tried to in this case adjust is to give those programmers let's say who who have kind of older uh, technology skills the opportunity to train and learn newer skills now and while explaining to them that this is an opportunity for you that you've got to take and that we as an organization need you to to go after and uh, make that leap with them now some some can make it and some just don't get it and, and will kind of hang on to the past. And in, in those scenarios, you really have a decision to make as a leader in terms of, hey, they're impacting not only your ability to execute, but the perception on the team of, hey, we've, we've got you know, someone over here who's just not uh, getting on board. So you really have to come to that decision point. And unfortunately, I think in this day and age, that it, there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, you either accept this change in technology and get on board and learn it and grow, or you got to find something else to do. And and that's really the approach we've taken to try to progress. And it's really not easy because they're they're genuinely, you know, in large part good, but they they need to support the organization as a priority. And if that's not happening, you really have to do something. So essentially, uh, you know, you must have heard about that Ubuntu tribe where, where they had a saying of I am because we are. Mm-hmm. And that is based on the idea that there is an interdependent existence with you and your partner ecosystem. And there has to be an external mindset where everyone works for benefit of others and then in that process uh, also benefit themselves. That is the reality today. So what is being done in your organization so that it starts becoming an outside-in focused and also has an external focus towards the, the partners? So make sure and, and make sure that at any given time that ecosystem is healthy versus an organization alone is healthy. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, you know, I think it, it, at the core, and when we talk partners, we're referring to uh, business partners, let's say other functions, right? Finance, sales, or are you talking? Actually, about I'm talking just, about outside, outside of outside. your organization. So suppose you have a supply chain partner, or mm-hmm. you have uh, a product partner, or you could have services partner. So, so you, 
as an organization, like your organization exists because it has uh, a supply chain, it has a value chain, and, and together in some form or fashion, you come across as effective to your customer. So think about your organization as a unit. Right. So how much of that is you're playing within your turf versus saying, Mr. Partner, come work with me. These are changes we are making, leveraging digital transformation or keeping ourselves secure or IoT or analytics. What are you doing? How can we join hands, not internal functions, but external partners to make sure that the value that we deliver individually and as a group is enhanced mm -hmm. and it exceeds the customer's expectation because in that group success lies your individual success. Very true, and and so that that's clear to me, and it's a very important uh, part of what we do. I think that if you have a true partner, the partner recognizes that your success is their success as well, right? And and that's the best possible partner you can have. It's not one who's looking to you know cut that monthly invoice, although it's important to them. But the primary importance is your success as an organization that ultimately drives theirs. And, and I pick up on that, and we as an organization pick up on that pretty quickly and identify those that, that are with us for the long term and want to invest in us and we in them. So the, the best way to approach that is to, to do it very transparently. Here's ultimately our objective over the next one, two, three years as an organization, both business and IT. Here's where we think you fit in, but help us understand how we can work together to advance the ball. Where, where are you seeing uh, opportunities for us that you're doing in other companies? How, how can we leverage those technologies and, and bring those to us? Let's have those conversations. So it's, it's really establishing a, a, a success together, an investment together. Now, part of the challenge also is internally, there's, there, in some cases, depending on the partner, there's some animosity of, hey, they're, they're taking over more of what I should do, or they're not, not a good partner because they don't do this. And so you have to really get that on the table wherever, whenever, and there surely will be, there's an issue, oh, they didn't alert us of this, or they caused this system to go down. Um, you know, that's an internal person talking about an external partner. You address it immediately and you make it transparent. So you pull the people together that are having the, the problem and you say, hey, here's the problem. And inevitably it may be miscommunication on something. And so you have to, w when you identify a problem, make it transparent, address it immediately and move on and, and get to the next one. And, and ultimately that builds a stronger relationship, hopefully. And if it doesn't, and there is a problem with that partner, then, then you need to figure out an, another solution. Now let's talk about resilience and agility. So one is to say, okay, we got ready for IoT or we leveraged or embraced digital to get where we want to. You don't know what's around the corner. Something new might pop up and then that might look so exciting. And or it will literally be a mandate that if you don't embrace it, you're going to be not relevant any longer. And this is just the nature of the beast or the nature of the world we live in where things, the disruptions are happening in business models, in the approach we take to serving your customers and also in technology all the time. And they happen all over the, 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 the place. What are you doing in the very core of your organization so that it stays nimble 
it quickly bounces back from adversity and is flexible to take on yet another set of new types of IOTs or digital transformations or anything that you're going to see in coming years. Because the better you get at that, more your 2017 or the years beyond that would look promising. Absolutely. Yeah. That, you know what? Actually, a, we should do this, uh, Peter. Let's let's take a quick break. I think this is a loaded question. Let's address <laughs> this when we come back. Please stay tuned, listeners. Great. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Peter, so disruptions are going to happen in technology and business models, and they're going to happen very often, and, and they'll be pervasive. So what do you think we should do to plan our uh, so that our organizations are more resilient and more flexible to these changing conditions? Yeah, I think that it, it, it's really a change management issue. Uh, it's a matter of trying to convince uh, and demonstrate to your IT organization that they're uh, future, our future is dependent on the growth of the organization, and the growth of the organization is dependent on it staying ahead of these changes and and not becoming a blockbuster. It's the classic example of okay, the the pace of change is accelerating, the competition is there. We either get ahead of that, stay with it, or become blockbuster. That's one for the business now for. The, the the organization, the IT team, needs to recognize that as well. And it's it's really a very difficult task in some cases, especially when you talk about resilience in the sense of, hey, we need to understand that we can't just depend on our own skills and knowledge and 
internal processes. We do have to leverage the right partners and grow with those partners effectively in order to be able to meet these needs. Otherwise, we will not be able to be, uh, you know, stay relevant as a team and as an organization. And uh, and I find that, you know, has been extremely challenging, especially if you're talking about a, a uh, an entrenched organization. It's one you've got to continue. Uh, uh, almost selling and explaining, and and then after demonstrating a couple of areas where it's successful, then you can build on it, and that's that's what we've had to do here. Now, coming to your um, own organization, and when you are predicting the the type of path ahead, do you think you can also predict the level of risks or the newer areas of risk that we should prepare ourselves for? Are you looking at risk as a forethought versus an afterthought when it comes to moving forward? I think you have to, and, and I'm not saying we're perfect at it, but we're certainly trying. Uh, and, and understanding the, the risks are we have a certain amount of budget and a certain amount of time and resources to make that happen. And so you know, when you lay out, it's important as a leadership team to have that vision and a strategy and an objective. And, and along that path, let's say it's a two-year plan, three-year plan, you, you have that vision and you know where you're going, but there are going to be uh, items and, and challenges that come up in there, whether it's a, a loss of resources or uh, it's a, a change by a competitor or a economic change outside of what you were anticipating. Uh, you know, all of these things, a product issue, uh, you know, a security issue. All of these things are risks that you have to be re- prepared for at some level to deal with. And so, as as I look at it within our own organization, we've got that. Let's say our marching orders over the next two to three years, where we 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 plan on getting, and then being prepared to deal with those contingencies uh, and, and to the best of our ability. But we certainly uh, have identified a few and what we would do. I mean, we go through, let's say, a a PCI uh, security drill uh, quarterly, and, and that's a mandate for us. And, and so what do we do if this issue happens? How do we change the way we think? And and, uh, um, and so on and so forth. You know, we have traditional leadership approaches and philosophies and uh, recommendations, if you will, how to lead in, in, in a changing environment, etc. If you were to keep that aside for a bit, and say, if I had to tackle 2017 in the best way possible, you, Peter, what would you uh, change in your thinking, your approach, your mindset to be most effective for what you're dealing with? Uh, it, it would have to be coming down to uh, transparency and openness and flexibility. I, I, I truly believe that the that, that point we had mentioned earlier around uh, uh, shadow IT and, and uh, engaging the entire organization at this point and finding pockets of uh, resources and uh, mindsets that are with you and establishing those partnerships and, and working with those uh, groups collectively, internally and externally, is is how you build that 
that team. So you, you really want to gain momentum. You want to find the right people to help you push it forward. And it's going to take more than you. And I think in this day and age, just the pace of change, you've got to establish and identify those those partners around you to be successful. And that's kind of the plan for 2017 and beyond. So what you just mentioned, would you call that falling under the management bucket or the leadership bucket? I'm trying to purposely separate the two out. Uh, leadership. It would ultimately be leadership from a, from the standpoint of this is not just me thinking, hey, this is how we operate within the IT organization. Here's how I'm going to manage my department and or projects. This is a, it's an entire thought process of here's how we need to operate as an organization. We need to be better at collaborating. We need to be open to others' ideas. We shouldn't be threatened, uh, you know, from from different departments or different. Uh, resources. So it really is at the core of leadership philosophy. What do you want from your people? Means the people who report to you, people who you influence, and and what do you say to them? Help me help you. Uh, trust and transparency. Uh, that's that's certainly what I would want, and and what they should expect from me. And and ultimately, that that's something that that helps uh, establish. Uh, you know, uh, a, an effective collaboration and execution. When we talk about being able to trust someone else in a different organization to be thinking, I'm doing this for 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 my for the overall organization, not just for me, and I'm not doing this to to threaten anybody, but for the better of all. That's that's ultimately what I would be looking for. And what do you want from people above you, who who are your stakeholders, who you report to, so that they allow you what you want so that you can deliver what they want? Very much the same as, as well as, uh, you know, opportunities to, to fail. I think, you know, we, we should recognize that a lot of the, the, these moving parts and pieces and, and changes require, uh, you know, a lot of pilots, and some will be successful and, and some won't. So the, uh, you know, the recognition that we won't always be successful, but we will always learn. Uh, so that, that's something that needs to be uh, recognized and, and I guess, uh, <laughs> open to. On behalf of the show and our listeners, i really like you like to thank you, Peter, for sharing your insights about how we as leaders can build upon what we accomplished in 2016, what we can do to set expectations for the people who report to us or the ones who we influence, how we can handle the partnerships that we have so that they are all there with you as a team to serve the ones who matter. And how do we go about building our own leadership acumen and capabilities so that we bring the 2017 as the year where we are most profitable, are able to handle disruption, and enrich the customers and serve them the best way possible? Thank you so much again, Peter. Thank you very much. I've had a great time. Appreciate it. Thank you. And listeners, uh, please like us on Facebook, join our LinkedIn community, and of course, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CIO Talk Network. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, 
Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. CTN C